Hey everybody, welcome to Hope for Our Times. And uh, listen, we've got a really good one for you today. And uh, it's gonna explain a lot of things that are taking place uh, regarding um, what's up with all of the deceptions. So we'll get there in just a minute. Um, but before we do, uh, just a real quick reminder, if you would please really appreciate if you would like and share this video. And uh, it really helps it to get out there. Uh, if you're watching this on the app, you can uh, just share it straight from the app. If you're watching this on YouTube or somewhere else, uh, you can uh, share it uh, also there. And uh, just really appreciate it to be able to get the word out. Uh, really does help for people to hear the truth because we're going to be talking about the truth today. And uh, we're going to look at some ways that you can know um, if you're being led by a deceiver or someone that's being deceived. So we're gonna go there in just a second with these five different ways. Uh, another quick note, June 16, I will be in Wisconsin. I believe it's, uh, it's that Friday and Saturday right there. I'll be in Wisconsin with Don Perkins. It's gonna be terrific. The event is on the website. It's also on the app under the events. Uh, be sure to check it out. And then coming up real soon, uh, we have a conference in Mexico on July 1. Looking forward to that. All of these are on the app and the website under events. Um, Wisconsin, Mexico is a Hope for Our Times conference with Billy Crone and also Brandon Holthouse. Uh, San Diego uh, have an excellent lineup of speakers, including someone that many of you have requested. I have them on something. Uh, Scott Townsend, uh, the Google engineer, is going to be joining us. And then uh, in San Diego, um, uh, of course, Billy Crone and Brandon Holthouse, several others will be there. Then we'll be in Texas, Rockwall, Texas, just outside of Dallas. Uh, just an outstanding lineup. Listen, I encourage you to go there. I'd love to read all the names to you, but you can check it out on the events. And if you're in the area, uh, make sure that you sign up, register to come to any of those. And uh, uh, well, let's get going. Oh, wait, I have, I have one more thing I got to mention. On May 8, coming up on Monday, Zach from Wretched Watchman is going to be joining me. And uh, we're going to be talking about some very interesting things. As Zach always has very interesting things. Uh, we're even going to get into the Unicoin and uh, what is coming with this one digital currency. On May 9, check this out. I'm going to be with Monkey. I'll be in Israel. I'm actually going to be in Tel Aviv. And uh, I mean, Monkey's going to be joining me on May 9. So uh, you're, uh, make sure you're not going to want to miss uh, either of those. Okay, let's get going with what we are talking about. Five ways to recognize the deceivers. Uh, think of this. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, speaking of the last days, in verse 13, the Bible says, But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Man, do we see that everywhere. I don't care if it's politicians. I don't care if it's university professors. We even see it in the medical industry, um, pharmaceutical industry, in case you haven't noticed, but in the church. And that's what Paul is addressing there in 2 Timothy. He's talking about the imposters in the church, being deceived and deceiving others. Uh, think of this, when a professed Christian tries to dress up the gospel, uh, put it in drag, so to speak, they don't win anyone to Christ. Instead, they confirm the unsaved in their hopelessness and sin. And preachers of the cultural gospel uh, say to the world, look, 
Uh, we're not really different from you. We get you. Uh, they don't get it that what they are giving in their fake gospel is nonsense. And what they have isn't working. If we merely offer more of the same, then we offer nothing. These new enlightened Christians say they're trying to make Jesus relevant to a new generation, but they deny the foundation of true faith, and their foolish message has no power. They see the Bible as a buffet where you get to pick the parts you like and ignore the rest. But if the Bible is not all true, then the church becomes nothing but a social club with no hope of forgiveness, no hope of heaven. It's the most hopeless and pitiful of all religions. Let me give you five ways to recognize deception. You ready? Number one, a person is deceived and a deceiver when they are manipulating and being manipulated, when they're, when they're playing on feelings, a, a spiritual experience, a blessing, a healing, prosperity. Ask yourself, do you hear any of that today? Yeah, it's like everywhere. Number two, a person is deceived and deceiving when Christ is secondary. They might still bring the mention of Jesus into their message, but he's not primary. He's not the focus. They're not concerned about salvation, obedience, heaven, hell, or judgment. And the preacher will even mock such things and say, nah, uh, all roads lead to heaven. I mean, they might not directly say it, but you can tell by the way they present Jesus and by the way they present or don't present sin in hell and judgment. Number three, when they make sin out to be, well, that's what you say the Bible says, but that's archaic. I mean, how often do we hear that one? You know, the Bible's 2,000 years old. Uh, that's old. Really? Uh, this is like the 21st century? And number four, when they say, that's your truth. And besides, everyone knows that the Bible has contradictions. Everyone knows that it's a collection of writings of ancient Jewish people who were trying to figure out how to cope. It's not really true. You, come on, you can't actually live by that book, can you? Listen, we're hearing these things coming from pastors in America. I've talked about that lately. Number five, when exalting Christ, confessing Christ, worshiping Christ is relegated to music that's only designed to stir emotions and not designed to worship a holy God. So let's work through this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, in the King James Bible, the Apostle Paul says, But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. He's talking about himself. I've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Listen, don't go down that path. You're not walking in craftiness. Not handling the word of God deceitfully. Don't, in other words, Paul is saying, listen, you handle it in truth. You don't handle the word of God deceitfully, as many were doing back then, but we're seeing it everywhere now. Uh, used to manipulate, downplay, walking in craftiness, as the King James Bible says. I just find that so interesting, because that's what you see coming from pul uh, pulpits, so crafty. The devil's the crafty one, the serpent. The New Living Translation, the interpretation of that same verse uh, says it this way. In fact, listen, folks, I know a lot of you want to email me right now because I just mentioned the NLT, uh, but this is the way I look at the NLT. I look at his commentary. I have, I have at least 15 different Bible versions 
or interpretations I go through on any given week. Uh, and I use most of them as commentary because I, I don't believe they're a great, accurate translation. Uh, but as a commentary, it really helps to understand this passage the way the NLT says it is this, we don't try to trick anyone or distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God. That's so spot on. Listen, so many are trying to trick within the church. Christians trying to trick and manipulate people. No, Paul says we tell the truth before God. Listen, every preacher of the gospel needs to take this to heart. No tricks, no distortion of God's Word. Instead, tell the truth before God. Uh, but many in the Christian world today fail to recognize or admit that God has spoken, and, and the whole world desperately needs to hear what he has said. Uh, people are hurting. They need answers. They're sinking in quicksand, and they know it. Uh, they need a firm foundation. Jesus said that the foundation is his word. Uh, the church that denies his word begins to sink in the same quicksand as everyone else. There's much talk today about revivals. Think of it. We hear it everywhere. But the revivals with lasting consequences in people's lives, revivals that change individuals along with their communities and nations, have one major theme in common. They center on God's Word. Lasting revival begins with a return to the Bible. Revival without the Bible tends to be emotion-based. There's Listen, God's given us emotions. They're a big part of being human, but emotions come and go. Emotions can be deceptive. Don't build your life on the fairy castle clouds of emotion. There's many churches that are built that way. Build it on the solid rock of God's Word. Give your beautiful emotions a foundation. Give anxiety-filled emotions something more real and more relevant. Anchor all your emotions on the solid rock of God's Word. In Psalm chapter 40, verse 2, the psalmist says, He, that be the Lord, also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my steps. What the world needs is hope, and that hope is found in Jesus Christ and his Word. In fact, the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus is the Word become flesh who dwelt among us. Once again, it all comes down to the Word of God. Do we believe it or not? Do we stand on it or abandon it? Liberal theologians try to change Christianity into something more palatable to modern minds. But the more they deny biblical truth, the less relevant they become. Are you concerned about the next generation? Uh, listen, I, I am, and I'm thinking many of you are. Hopefully all of you are. Uh, but it's not my job to save them. It's my job to faithfully, lovingly preach what Acts chapter 20, verse 27 calls the whole counsel of God, to teach the Bible, teach all the Bible in the light of the Bible. Listen, same with you. Uh, we're concerned about the next generation, but it's not our job to convert them. It's our job to give them the truth. Again, think of the opening verses, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
but the very next verse goes on to say, verse 14, but you, that'd be you and me, must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. It's not your job or mine to make the gospel irresistible. We will not help this generation by giving them something less than the actual word of God. We will not draw them to Christ with flowery words or politically correct speech. We must never alter scripture to fit a sick society, a society that seems to have gone mad. Listen, what this world needs is Jesus. So let's you and I press forward in the hope of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ without compromise. Don't turn to the left or turn to the right. It is only Jesus who saves. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, not by all of the manipulative stuff that's out there trying to trick people into a relationship with Jesus. You know what you do? When you trick people into a relationship with Jesus, they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They've been tricked in some kind of magic show, and that's about it. Listen, what this world needs is the truth that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Uh, join me Monday, the 8th with Zach. Tuesday, while I'm in Tel Aviv uh, with Monkey. It's going to be uh, absolutely fantastic. Both of those are. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.